Hey, it's Andy. Welcome or welcome back to the Brownsbridge Church podcast. At the end of this episode, please take a moment to download the Brownsbridge Church app where you can access all of our recent message content as well as find out more information about Brownsbridge Church. And the app is the easiest way to share this content with a friend. But most importantly, I hope the following presentation inspires you to take your next step in your faith journey. Well, I'm so grateful that you're here today as we continue our journey uh, through this series, More Than Words. And uh, I am specifically grateful that you're here today because we have a very special guest with us, Denise Hirschlein, who has been my counselor uh, slash therapist slash spiritual director. I could probably give her many different titles uh, for more than the last decade um, uh, is joining us to talk about this big idea of forgiveness. And uh, I am so indebted. Me and my wife both have have talked with uh, Denise for many years. And uh, our church is indebted to you, Denise, because in a lot of ways, I don't know if I would be in full-time ministry if it was not for mm. this woman right here. So I'm um, so grateful that you're joining us today. Denise, tell us a little bit about um, where you're at in life and what you do. Mm. Well, firstly, thank you uh, for inviting me, Adam. And I remember that very first conversation and it brings tears, you know, of joy. Uh, that was a, a special, special moment to get to hear that part of your story and then watch where you are now a decade later. So, yeah, thank, thank you. you. Um, where I am now. So I have two main um, ministries. The first ministry uh, I would say is really to pastors and church leaders. So that's been continuing now for about 25 years and loving, loving, loving doing that. And um, um, that's of course how we met. And then my other ministry is I teach uh, psychology and counseling at Nyack College in New York City, which actually no longer is Nyack College. We just changed our name two weeks okay. ago to Alliance University. I haven't gotten used to it yet, but uh, for anybody that's watching this and has heard about that, yes, we are now a university. So those are my two, wow. two main jobs. Yeah. Well, and I remember you saying years ago that um, you teach an entire 15 week course on forgiveness. And I remember you saying that you barely even scratched the surface in that 15 weeks. And we're going to try to scratch the service today in 15 minutes. Um, but uh, that's the reason why I asked you to, to join up on this call is because uh, you know more about forgiveness than anyone else I know. And so I'm just grateful that you've taken a few minutes to be with us today. Let's, let's start by uh, talking about this idea of forgiveness as a decision versus a journey. Oftentimes people think that, oh, okay, I need to forgive him. So if I just say those words, I forgive him, I forgive her, or if I just think them in my heart, it's just a one-time decision and then I'm good to go. Um, but I've learned through the years that it's it's really more of a journey. Can you speak to the the journey that forgiveness is? Yeah, I will. Before I start with that, I'd like to just say this because uh, I remember doing a chapel talk on forgiveness at NIAC uh, and I called it the F word and my uh, the, they were like, whoa, whoa, what is she going to say? 
But I feel like the, the word forgive, and those of you who are listening right now, you hear the word forgive, and no one can hear that word without having an emotional reaction, because immediately you're thrown into memories, thoughts, people, events. Uh, and so uh, I just want to acknowledge that. And um, to also say this, that uh we don't really want to forgive. It is not in our nature, in our human nature to forgive, but it is in God's nature. And those of us who have given our lives to Christ, um, it is in our new nature in Christ to want to forgive. And so even though we don't want to forgive for whatever reasons, and sometimes it's ourself, but it is in our nature to forgive. And there is something in us that keeps calling us back. I think the Holy Spirit calls us back, but something in us is saying, I don't want to have this resentment built up uh, towards that person. So I just want to start with that. And we've all heard some verses like in Matthew, it says, uh, if you forgive others, your father will forgive you. If you don't forgive, uh, you know, our father will not forgive you. What does that mean? I I'm not even sure what that means. Uh, I talk about it a little bit, but I think partly what it means is that if we don't forgive, it's that we don't understand the value of it. And if we don't understand the value of forgiveness, what it can what it can work in our lives, then we haven't received that forgiveness. So I think God is our father is always willing to forgive. Uh, again, that's in his nature, but we're not, it's not always in our nature to receive it for whatever reason. Um, and so the the first part of forgiveness is the willingness the decision to forgive. I am willing to forgive. And sometimes with people who have very big trauma and abuse in their background, we start with, I'm willing to be willing to be willing to be willing to be willing to forgive. Um, and for them, that's as far as they can get in the very beginning. And that's something that takes courage to even get there. And then to decide to do it, to begin to go on the journey. So I'll say a little more and then uh, Adam, if you want to ask. So uh, so the words are important, that decision. So uh, when I first started doing forgiveness work, which was 35 years ago, uh, if somebody said they had forgiven their father, let's say, in my heart, I'm going, yeah, right. You know, um, because they said what they thought they were supposed to say. They did what they were supposed to. Now I realize that actually is important. It's not the whole journey, but that really was something. And I don't dismiss that anymore like I used to, um, just because that says I'm willing. I'm willing to be obedient. I'm willing to yield to God's word, whatever language you want to put around that. Um, and so that is important. But in those years, Years, what I've learned is that it is a journey. And there are lots of books out there that are really good that I've learned from on forgiveness. I probably have over a hundred books on forgiveness and I keep collecting them. Uh, but I've also designed my own um, uh, steps and stages of forgiveness that I teach. Uh, so I'll pause and see if there's anything you want to ask or do you want me to keep going? Yeah, keep going. This is okay. No. Okay, good. So, um, so the first um, uh, thing is, well, let me just say this as well. We, we really don't want the resentment. The resentment is eating us up. Uh, I've heard this said, and I don't know who said it. I have it written down somewhere, but you know, that resentment is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. I'm sure you've heard yeah. that. And it really is. It begins to corrode us. Hmm. It begins to corrode our faith. And um, 
So it be, and it begins to block other things. And we have subtle ways of taking vengeance. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. Um, um, I remember when I began to realize this about myself, uh, a friend of mine had hurt me. And um, so because I'm passive aggressive, not actively aggressive. Uh, so I just, um, I remember calling another friend on the phone. I was living with this friend who hurt me at the time. And I got on the phone and I was like, oh, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, real happy, go lucky. And then my friend would walk in the room and I'd go, oh, hi. Kind of very dismissive. And she kept saying, did I do something? Are we okay? No, we're fine. We're fine. Well, I was lying. And what I was doing um, and some of you are resonating with that as you hear that. What I was doing was taking vengeance. I was making her pay. I was eating away at her, you know, adding this burden. And when I began to realize that, I thought that is not who I want to be. Uh, and so I began to 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 really study and work on this. So uh, in my steps and stages, uh, there's no big secret. To, I mean, you know, magic, but because there are others, but I think the first one is to do a harms inventory. What is the harm? And sometimes it works to put lots of harm, sometimes just make a list of, mm -hmm. you know, this event happened and these are the harms that, mm -hmm. that happened to really listen to the voice of our soul. And one thing that I will say um, is how important naming those hurts is and how hard it is for Christians because we think it's not nice. It's not nice to say, Adam hurt me, Adam disappointed me, uh, I blame Adam, I hold him responsible. We think, oh, that's not Christian. Well, actually it is. And if we go all the way back to Genesis, we see that when Adam and Eve you know, ate that fruit, a lot of bad things happened as a result. And that doesn't make God not nice. Uh, so when we begin to do a study, we realize um, uh, our, our soul already knows that. We know we've been hurt. And so now just name it. Uh, and so that first step is to do your harms inventory. Um, uh, what what happened? Uh, and I'll talk a little bit more about that. There's another question Adam wants to ask me about that. But what happened? Who did it? Um when did it happen? So really begin to list uh, the external story. What, you know, what happened? Um, and then what is the, what was the, uh, what's the ongoing harm? So there was harm that happened then, but it can be ongoing harm. Uh, it's not necessarily just something that happened in the past. And again, I'll say a little bit more about that in a little bit. So, um, and I, I want to, jump into the who for a minute. The who might be an actual person. The who might be myself that did the harm to me. Um, and some of you out there are struggling with that. Uh, the who could be your parents. And for a lot of Christians, again, that's the hardest one because even the best of parents hurt us or disappoint us. And to be able to name that and say that in freedom and not to vilify, not to say this is all of who that person is or that's all of who I am. Uh, I remember hearing one time somebody said, um, I have to believe that I'm more than the worst thing I ever did. 
And that has really stuck with me. Um, and for us maybe to remember that about the person that hurt us. Um, and I wanna talk uh, right here when we're talking about the what, the who, the when, um, that um, uh, it can be a big hurt you know, like sexual abuse, and we're hearing that the statistics for the last 25, 30 years have been that one in three women is sexually harmed before the age of 18. And I actually think that number's rising. Wow. And the number for boys definitely has risen, but it was like one in five, I think now it's more like one in four. Um, and so those really big hurts um, have such ongoing lasting effect in our soul. Uh, but then it can be other kinds of hurts, the hurts that happen in marriage. You know, I can't believe he did that again, or I can't believe she's still doing that or saying that, you know, there's those, those hurts that also have to be forgiven. And so each one is going to be a slightly different, longer, deeper, or shorter uh, journey. Mm. Do you want to keep, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Well, no, I was just going to say that even that first question uh, with what are the harms, doing the harms inventory. I know uh, in talking to people about forgiveness for years now, uh, a lot of people wonder what's the purpose in going back. If, if, you know, if it's not a current herd, if it's not someone that's currently in my life, why would I want to go back three years, five years, 15 years, 30 years? If, if that's just what's in the past, a lot of times people say, well, the past is the past. Can't change it. Can't do anything to change it. Why go digging it up? And I remember several years ago, you talked about the external story and the internal story. Actually, when you were down here uh, in Alpharetta talking to all of our staff, and uh, I remember that being a really helpful framework for me. So can you talk a little bit about um, the reason why it's important to go back yeah. fast? Yeah. So um, so I'll start with this kind of um, provocative statement. Can we change the past? No. Can we change the past? Yes. And so the no part is the external story. So um, can I change what actually happened on the outside? He did this, she did that. Um, and you can name, you know, abuse, trauma, neglect, abandonment. Can we change that? No. But that's and as strange as this is going to sound, and some of you are going to hear this and maybe want to shut the video off now, but that is not the worst hurt. That is not, that is hurtful, no doubt. But it's the internal story. It's what we do with what has happened that really, I think, um, does, uh, keeps the harm going. So for example, um, um, uh, I'll give a personal story because uh, it's the one I know the best. So when I was going through therapy um, for lots of abuse and trauma and all of that stuff in my past, I remember one day and I was only seven years old. I went in the bathroom, slammed the bathroom door, pounded my fist on the floor and said, that's it. I will never trust again. Now, at seven years old, now I didn't, firstly, I didn't even remember any of the abuse or trauma until, until that season I was in counseling. And at that time, I was 30. And I certainly did not remember that. And I'm going to put a name to it, that vow, that decision that I made at that time. Um, and so 
what began to happen uh, is over time, my heart was shut down because if we say, I will not feel that again, or no one's ever going to make me feel that way again, or I'm never going to, or I will always, those begin to become these rigid walls that box us in. And we don't feel those things again. And um, I wasn't, I was, I'm not a feeler by nature. My design uh, on the Myers-Briggs is as a thinker, but um, I really was not a feeler. I was very pragmatic. I was very goal-driven. I was very much a workaholic. Uh, but those are the kind of things that I began to realize something's wrong. You know, I'm not feeling, I don't have tears. Um, and so someone asked me, had I ever been abused? Someone uh, very significant. Um, and that's when I began to have those memories. And But what I want you to hear is that that vow that was made at that time, 23 years earlier, was still in place. And so that inability to really let anybody, anyone touch my heart, touch that place, that resentment, and I'm going to give that name to it because vows and decisions like that are born out of hurt and resentment. Mm -hmm. And so um, that inner story um is what began to take over and began to inform um, uh, my life. Yeah, it's such a powerful um, idea. I remember when you first told our staff about that, and then obviously some of the work that you and I did uh, personally in our in our calls, um, being able to go back and yeah, you can't change the words that were said, you can't change the situation that you were in, the the things that were done, but uh, again those internal thoughts, agreements, um, as some would call it, false beliefs, vows. Um, those are the things that can heal and change and actually bring more freedom to us today. It's incredible, incredible. Yeah. What um, what would you say to the person that's listening today that uh, obviously there's, there's kind of micro hurts that we all experience really on a regular basis, um, and, and those we, we don't necessarily think, um, uh, too much or into, but when there's a major hurt, sometimes we can think about forgiveness as, oh, we have to be back in relationship with this person or else we haven't forgiven them. Or we've got to act like everything's fine because we've forgiven them. And if we, if we don't act like everything's fine, it means that, you know, we haven't forgiven them yet. And I remember you talking about two different ideas, forgiveness and reconciliation that, that tied into this. Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah. Uh, I love those questions and I love this one. So, yeah. Um, so uh, this is the biggest question I get um, when I, when I go to speak on forgiveness, when people find out, I know about forgiveness, this is the, the number one question is, does this always mean reconciliation? It doesn't. So the first thing I want to say is that sometimes the person we have to forgive has already died but we still have to forgive because it's forgiveness isn't a, isn't necessarily about the relationship forgiveness is about what's happening as i just said in my own heart that i had to release at 30 um and uh it's what's happening that becomes a block uh, so I want to add this in. So I started by saying it's in our new nature in Christ to want to forgive. And I think everybody listening at some level does want to forgive. And yet 
you feel like something's blocking you. And so kind of what we just talked about, those decisions, those vows are part of what's blocking that. And I think there's another thing, uh, there's probably many, but there's another thing that blocks and that is that I'm going to have to reconcile. Um, and I remember uh, one person that I was counseling when I talked about forgiveness, she started sobbing. And I said, you know, what just happened? She 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 couldn't even get hardly the words out. And she said, I feel like you're saying I'm going to have to go face to face with this person. It's like, no, forgiveness doesn't even require you to be face to face. It's really something you do that's between you and God. And then he's going to guide those steps. The scriptures say man plans his ways and God guides the steps and the timing uh, Ecclesiastes tells us there's a time for this and a time for this, a time to tear down, a time to build up. And so um, reconciliation, I don't even teach a lot about reconciliation, as, str as strange as that may sound, because I think people think of them as forgiveness and reconciliation right. like this, uh, but they're really not. And so forgiveness takes one person. It takes the person who was harmed. That's it. And again, I've already said, you have to forgive sometimes people who have already passed. But reconciliation takes two. Mm -hmm. um, it takes the one harmed and it takes the one who did the harm. Um, and uh, I, I want to put a plug in here for a book called The Five Languages of Apology. A lot of you may have heard of the five lang love languages. Mm -hmm. but, um, huh? I just said, uh, Hans, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the love yeah. languages is really fun and it's easy for people to read. Probably the five languages of apology is is maybe less fun sounding to the audience. <laughs> Probably a little less fun. But what's good about it is that it begins to give you uh, language around what you want to hear. So, you know, if I hurt Adam... His, his language of apology might be, I want you to say, I'm sorry. I want you to express regret. Or he might want to hear, I was wrong and that I'm accepting responsibility. And that's just two of the languages. So it's a great book. It's a great book for couples um, to say, okay, I said I was sorry, <laughs> you know, and why are you not hearing me? Well, that may yeah. not be the primary apology language. And so that reconciliation um, requires two. It requires self-understanding and self-reflection uh, of both people. You know, what might I have contributed um, to what's going on between us? And it requires the capacity for empathy. And I just want to put a little slide, a little plug in there that I have a concern about some of the language I hear in our culture, um, and pr you probably heard it, you might roll your eyes when you hear me say it, but, um, you know, the me culture, you know, it's about me and what makes me feel good and what I need and what I want. But that concerns me a little bit. Are we cultivating empathy? You know, are we cultivating that capacity for empathy in ourselves, in our children? Uh, apology means that, um, uh, I have to be able to identify mistakes or I have to ask the person who's hurt me to identify their mistakes. Um, and I have to kind of shift my expectations of exactly what it's going to look like. So, so if Adam's the one forgiving, he's, he may have expected it to go exactly like this, but it's going to be a conversation and an ongoing conversation, a journey between us that may not end with one conversation, uh, mm -hmm. because we may both need to go our separate ways, think about that and, 
you know, plan a second meeting uh, to come back together. Um, an agreement to make amends. Um, um, uh, uh, that will allow for deep communion and deeper intimacy between us. Hmm. Well, Denise, this is so good. Um, so, so grateful for your time. I know we're um, just barely scratching the surface <laughs> of the surface. And, um, but uh, for our listeners, I, I really hope that um, helped you think a little bit more about forgiveness. If if we're going to be followers of Jesus, then forgiveness is going to be a big part of our story. And um, it's a, a journey that takes courage, um, but it's a journey that is so rewarding and so fruitful when we really do um, mm-hmm. walk down our, our in our own past and rewrite that internal story. And, and when we free our hearts um, again with this the, the part of the Lord's prayer that we've been looking at. Forgive us as we forgive those who have wronged us as well. So, Denise, we're so, so grateful for your time. Um, if as you've been listening, you um, are curious to hear more, or maybe you're even interested in talking to a counselor or a therapist, uh, we have a, a number of different resources for you on our website. If you go to brownsbridge.org slash care, uh, you can find out about um, some recommended counselors we have in our community uh, that could be great for you to begin a conversation with, as well as some other uh, emotional uh, and uh, spiritual health resources as well that might help you in this journey. We're so, so grateful um, that you were with us today and we'll look forward to seeing you soon.